If you missed any part of the morning show with Johnny and Ken, well, this is where you can catch yourself up. Or if you just want to relive all of those award-winning moments, you can do that with this wonderful podcast. And it's made possible by our friends at Lake Michigan College. Connect to your future. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. Lots to get to this morning. Uh, where shall we begin? Shall we go with the uh, the big news? that sure. we? It was news that we knew... There was a good chance it was going to happen, and it did happen. Yeah, there was a train rumbling yeah. for a long way away. We saw it finally arrive, and that was some of the, uh, what you could say, the hardliners mm-hmm. uh, in the House of Representatives on the Republican side of the aisle, not happy with uh, former Speaker Kevin McCarthy cutting deals, and most recently cutting a deal to avoid a government shutdown, mm-hmm. uh, which the 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 implication was that he promised a vote to Democrats for their support, a, mm-hmm. a vote to Democrats on Ukraine aid. And who knew, who knows, maybe there are other implications. But regardless, uh, a small group of individuals were able to use uh, the rules to call a vote yeah. and oust the Speaker. And so what you had was eight Republicans, all the Democrats in the House, vote to remove Kevin McCarthy and 210 Republicans vote to keep Kevin McCarthy mm. in place. Simple majority is all it takes, and so Kevin McCarthy's out. He says he's staying out, not going to come back as Speaker, and so the the race is open. So there's, like we talked about yesterday, the what the heck is going to happen next? Yeah. Who's going to be that next person uh, that's going to jump up and say, I'll do it? <laughs> there are a lot of people who think they can do it. Right. We'll see. It's the getting the votes thing. <laughs> it's the getting the votes thing. So they're looking at House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, uh, who's made mm-hmm. apparently already been calling people, seeking their endorsements, trying to lock up as many votes as he can. Okay. Uh, he's considered quite conservative. Jim Jordan, Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio. Uh, he's the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. Uh, he's also a favorite among many conservatives. Uh, he could make a, a, a run for it. Uh, both of those individuals would have trouble with the center, um, but as you can see, the center is kind of getting pushed aside mm-hmm. at this point. And so we'll 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 see what develops today. Yeah, it's unclear. Yeah, <laughs> it's very unclear. That's why that's why we called Fred Upton and said, "Hey, uh, would you would you mind coming in today, right. kind of giving us that view?" Because I can only imagine they had a after the vote yesterday, they had another Republican conference meeting that mm-hmm. was scheduled for the evening. I can only imagine what it was like to be a fly on the wall in there. Oh my gosh! I bet yeah. tempers were just out of control. It is uh, the reality show uh, <laughs> that is real life, uh, and and just it's something that should be on on reality television, but it's yeah. you know. Now the reality television is on the the channel where they have what is it C SPAN or whatever that C-SPAN, shows up that yeah it's like MTV's Real World or something like that you know you might ask what what in the world can the House do so usually um, the House considers legislation and mm-hmm. they have committee hearings and they do stuff like that um, now they can still have committee hearings. Sure. But setting the House floor agenda, that's something the Speaker signs off on. Mm-hmm. And they have a Speaker pro tem, uh, Patrick McHenry. Yeah. Uh, and and so, but it's unclear whether the, the Speaker pro tem will set the House floor agenda. Mm. Um, I think what the first order of business is trying to figure out who's going to be their next Speaker, who's going to set the agenda. And so in the meantime, you do have this clock ticking of another government 
Right, shutdown. It's like what forty days or whatever. Yeah, because roughly. Saturday was was the when they got the agreement mm-hmm. to extend the government for forty five more days, and so that runs around. I, if I did the math right, somewhere around mid November, that you're facing this again. Okay. So right before Thanksgiving, huh? <laughs> Fun. <laughs> well, we'll talk more with Fred about that uh, a little bit later on this morning after seven thirty. Uh, but some other things to talk about. You, you mentioned something earlier called. <laughs> Schmishing? Schmishing. What, what is that? <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of things out there that you have to be aware of. And the Attorney General for Michigan, Dana Nessel, is now warning residents about fraudulent schmishing text schmishing. messages. Schmishing. It's okay. S-M-I-S-H. I'd never heard of this term before. Me either. Yeah. I've heard of phishing. Yeah, the phishing with the, the P-H. Yeah. yeah, with the P-H. But this is smishing. Smishing, maybe? Maybe it's smishing. Have you heard of that? Smishmishing? Smishmash. Apparently, you you, and I assume we've all received these messages Mm -hmm. on text message, an alleged delivery notification and tracking link pretending to be from the United States Postal Service, FedEx, UPS, whoever. Nestle says it's critically important for people to recognize a scam like this and avoid giving out their personal information. If you click on fraudulent links, links, it can lead to identity theft, the installation of malware on your device, and could lead to your contact information being sold to other bad actors who are also looking to take advantage of unsuspecting victims. So what she says is smishing is when the scammer entices the victim by claiming they must provide them with a password, an account number, maybe a social security number to stop an alleged fraudulent transaction. And once this information is provided, the scammer can gain access to the device and any personal information stored on it, including email, bank card, credit card, any mm. other type of social media. Uh, so yeah, I... I I see these messages come in that say they they have a delivery waiting sure. for me. You just have to present this information, this password, whatever. Mm-hmm. I never click on them. Right. I know what deliveries are coming to me. Yeah. Um, and usually, yeah, because I'll have this one time I did have a package that I was like, oh, well, I do have something that is coming. But I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> That wouldn't be coming to me via text. That would be on the, uh, you know, was it Amazon or any of the other things that I use. That, that'd be coming through an, either an email or through an app or something like that. Not through a phone number. Yeah. So this seems a little schmishy to me. Yeah. In, in, in addition to the sender's email coming from a public domain instead of the organizations, mm-hmm. the suggested link doesn't match the public-facing website for the USPS. And sometimes you can see that. Sometimes yeah. it's pretty obvious. You get an email or you get a text, and it says, hey, we're we're official, and you look at the web link, and it says, you know, cat's meow 54 or something like that. Right. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I can't trust anything anymore. <laughs> like, when people text me or when I get emails, you have to, like, Second or third guess yourself. Oh, yeah. Anytime anybody sends you something, even if it's somebody you have conversations with all the time. Yeah. Sends you a link, sends you something via email, and it's like, hmm. You have to you have to look at all the different angles. You gotta look at what they're sending you, what maybe you're having a conversation about something. But like anytime there's a link in anything, an email or a text, it's like, uh, but, I don't know about that. And if the Federal Reserve wants to know why there's no unemployment problem right, right now, this is why. Because people are falling for the scams. There are a lot mm-hmm. of scammers out there doing stuff. I mean, 
Can you what's the workforce of scammers look like right now? A lot. I mean, they're sending they're sending texts, they're sending yeah. emails. They're they're ripping people off left and right. They're looking at every opportunity yeah. because say you're a business and you're trying to grow your workforce. Like, oh, well, I'm going to put a job posting out there online. <laughs> well, you're going to get a bunch of people yeah. submitting a bunch of things. They're like, oh, well, check out my resume. Just click this link. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> uh, or like when I was selling my kayaks. Oh. I swear there was like four or five people yeah. that were sending me messages. I was like, this is definitely a scam. We had that happen on, on Facebook. We yeah. put something on Facebook Marketplace, a blender. And and somebody said, hi, blah, blah, blah. I'd like to send my brother by. Um, yeah. He doesn't have any money or something. Give us your bank account and we'll send it to that. Right. And we looked it up real quick. This is a common scam. Mm-hmm. And, and it happens on Facebook a lot. Nope. Yeah. Can't trust anybody. Can't trust anybody. That's ridiculous. Anyway. Well, there's a lot of other stuff to get to here a little bit later on this morning. Uh, we're going to have to talk about... Uh, Oh, by the way, your phone's going to go off at two twenty. Don't don't oh, forget about right. that. Yeah, that's going to happen, or it might, or it might not. Yeah, hopefully I, it does. I, I'm, I'm waiting it, with bated breath. It's a test. <laughs> it's only a test. Well, that's why they test it, right? They and if you're not, and that's the thing is like, if I don't get that notification, should I contact somebody and say, hey, by the way, <laughs> you contact uh, the speaker of the house? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who in the government do I have to call to say, hey, that thing didn't come through my phone? That person's phone's going to light up. Because I would like to have, anytime there is an actual emergency, yeah. I'd like to know about it. And if my <laughs> phone's not working when they do that test at 220, then uh, I may need to contact somebody. Yeah. yeah. But, this is a required test. FEMA is required by law yeah. to conduct national tests of the what they call the Integrated Public Alert and Warning System, IPAWS. Mm-hmm. At least once every three years. And the last test was in 21. And I think that's the one I didn't get. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's not going to last very long. Only about a one minute or so. Um, but they said they're going to test it out. Two o'clock, 220. Should be happening. Yep. Right around then. A little window there. They got a good game lined up for later on uh, this week. On Friday, it's the what some people call the war by the shore. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. War by the Shore. Yeah. Between Lakeshore uh, and St. Joe. Joe should be a great game. Uh, and I was just texting with Brett Wachowski. He he mentioned this a Friday on the show. Yeah, he, he teased us. He said, I'm not going to be here next week in <laughs> studio because I'm going to be at a secret undisclosed location. Come on. And I was trying to get something out of him saying, yeah. hey, where's this secret location? He said, well, I can't say because, well, it's a secret. <laughs> And I was hoping I'd get at least some sort of clue. <sighs> and he said we won't know until Friday morning when he signs in and joins us on the live stream. So, hmm. Any guesses? You know, at first I thought he may just be like at the stadium. Yeah. But then I thought, nah, that's too easy. So where are they playing the game this year? I believe it's at Dickinson Stadium. Okay. Yeah. So it's So here. it's at St. Joe. Okay. Hmm. I mean, maybe maybe they're pranking Lakeshore. Maybe he's going to go down to the Lancer territory and do something. Oh, you know, we'll we'll out him that way. Maybe he'll be right on the field or something <laughs> like that. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, or like uh, one of the coaches' houses. I don't know. Does one of the coaches? It's got to be some kind have... of pep rally of some sort. Yeah, maybe. maybe yeah, that's possible too. Pep rally. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll find out uh, Friday morning. 
uh, and getting ready for a really great game. And during the stream, you know, when we have it on on YouTube mm-hmm. from seven to eight, uh, maybe somebody knows where Brett's going to be, and you can tell oh. us. We'll just keep it between us friends. Yeah, if you and if you have guesses too, yeah. Yeah, feel guesses. free to comment all Friday morning Absolutely. when we're uh, getting on the show. Yeah. Um, Still a lot to get to this morning. What, what was it? You mentioned some things we wanted to talk about. <laughs> Let's talk about money uh, because money is, uh, you know, something that people are concerned about mm. these days. The Federal Reserve thinking about increasing interest rates again because employment is defying all of the financial maneuvers that, yeah. that they're trying to do. But as far as the UAW strike goes, oh, it's yeah. costing a lot of money right now. Michigan economic consulting firm Anderson Economics Group put out a report they're tracking this day by day to figure out how much money it's costing mm-hmm. the economy. And they say the stand-up strike by the UAW against the Detroit Three is resulting so far in $3.95 billion in economic losses. Just so far. Two weeks, wow. $4 billion bucks. Dang. That's direct wages lost in the amount of $325 million, $1.1 billion lost directly by the big three manufacturers, mm-hmm. $1.3 billion lost by the suppliers, and the dealer and customer losses coming in at another $1.2 billion. Jeez. They say the second week was more costly than the first. Suppliers were particularly hard hit by the UAW strategy of announcing specific plants to be struck just hours before they were shut down. Uh, so yeah, what to expect in week three, they anticipate that the coming week will be significantly more costly for Ford after that company was largely spared in the second week targets. The newly announced targets will result in Ford dealers and customers losing one of their most popular and profitable models, specifically the Ford Explorer and the Lincoln Aviator models Mm. in the midsize SUV category. So they're being very specific and strategic yeah. about where they're targeting some of these stand-up walkouts. Hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. And how close are they to... Maybe on, they uh, asked AI, where do we strike? How do we strike to bring the most pain? No, I mean, that's the thing, is those guys that are building these yeah. things, they know what the most popular vehicles yeah. are and where it's going to hit them where they're hurt. Yeah. Um, when is this ever going to end? Are they anywhere close to negotiation? I haven't seen uh, any. Meeting the demands of of each other have not have not. I think the early predictions when we when we first saw this start mm-hmm. was around twenty one to thirty days, okay. and uh, we're we're nearing that first mark. Wow! Well, Another, so you want to hear about the interesting email we got yesterday? Yeah, tell me about this because I don't know if I got this email or not. So this you- came from the uh, from the food United Food and Commercial Workers Local nine fifty one. Okay. They shared an announcement yesterday that they are preparing to start contract negotiations with Meyer. Now, the Grand Rapids-based retailer operates more than 500 supercenters, Meyer Grocery, neighborhood markets, and express locations throughout Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky, and Wisconsin. Uh, but the, the, the president of the union says that uh, they will take into contract negotiations next week significant wage increases, additional paid time off, and affordable medical plans. Wow. Yeah, we traded calls yesterday mm-hmm. with uh, John Kamicki, and uh, we want to find out what what's the likelihood of this going toward a strike if they don't get what they want. Do and how much do they want? Strike? I mean, they put in their significant wage increases. Yeah. Yeah, how significant are we talking here? Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. And and is, is Meyer 
ready. Right. To pay that. There's a lot of Meyer around, uh, yeah, so just put, around our area. We put a call into Meyer as well. We didn't yeah. get any calls back from them, but uh, we did. We did get a couple of calls back from Kamiki. Although he's not giving his phone number out. Okay. <laughs> Maybe union bosses don't do that. Yeah, probably not a <laughs> probably not a good idea. So good work on the digging there. Yeah, we're trying. Oh man, we're trying. So anyway, they, how many they, more strikes are we going to deal with here? <laughs> they begin their new deal negotiations October 11 at the UFCW 951 headquarters in Kentwood. Okay. Uh, don't know. Everyone wants a piece, and uh, because it, it's costly to live, so the cost of living keeps going up. People want more money. Mm-hmm. More money you get, more cost of living goes up. Yeah, and that's the thing: is all this inflation and all these other things that are that are continually rising so fast. Yeah, the wages and and all that compensation not even coming close to meeting that in the middle. So, yeah, I'm I'm sure uh, these are. Just a few of the, uh, just the beginning of what uh, may soon come in the future. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we've got a lot to get to this morning. Next hour, we'll talk with Congressman Fred Mm -hmm. Upton about what happened in the House of Representatives yesterday and what's next. Yeah, speaking of chaos and things going on. uh, Also, we want to figure out who is the possible uh, next Speaker of the House. Could it, I mean, we threw out the idea, what about Fred? Yeah, there I think you go. Fred could be an option. I see what we'll see what he has to say about that yeah. and some other things as well. You said uh, a while back you were watching Meg Two. Yep, which is a movie that you can stream now on, uh, I believe it's on Max. Yes, yeah, it's on the Max. You Form- finally finished it, formerly HBO. Well, I mean, we started at. Got to be bedtime. I was starting to sure. fall asleep. It's like, okay, let's wait. How and long is it? An hour and a half? I, two I, hours? I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. Okay. I watched it in two segments. But All right. Um, Stephanie and I finished it last night. It's fantastic. I loved it. Because I saw the first one. <laughs> and it, going into it, I thought, oh, great. This is going to be another one of those really dumb shark movies. <laughs> uh, like... You know, Sharknado or what was it, Deep Blue Sea with uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Just yeah. there's been a lot of shark movies, yeah. and I feel like I didn't need to see another one. But the first one actually was pretty good. So the second one, uh, without giving anything away, as, how what was your review? As long as you disconnect yourself from reality, it's okay. great. It's a lot of fun. Okay, and if you want to see Jason Stamos, Jason St- oh, Stathos, Statham, Statham, Statham. That, yeah, you have to say it so, with a little like bit of smishing? a lisp. Yeah, <laughs> Statham. Statham. Thank Statham. you. Statham. Jason was great. <laughs> yeah. How much did he, how how long did he actually keep a shirt on? Uh, was he shirtless almost the whole entire time? No, I think he took his shirt off about two-thirds of the way in. Oh, okay. Yeah, the very last piece. Did some uh, some wet bike acrobatics or yeah. aquabatics as they were. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. But uh, there's more than just the megalodon. Oh, just is no so. Is this like there. does Godzilla show up? No, no Godzilla. Man, because no that's Godzilla. what they should. I mean, if they wanted to defeat <laughs> the megalodon thing, it's like duh. Just I, go get Godzilla. He'll take care of it. Well, and you'll love the opening scene then. All right, but I will also tell you that uh, they're really setting it up to be a franchise. Really, they re- they, they opened so many questions that they didn't resolve by the end of it. It wasn't bothersome, but they just they set up certain actors for it's like, oh well that person doesn't seem, you know, like they're doing the right thing. Mm. They they must be gonna get eaten by a dinosaur at some point and they weren't. Oh. So that says to me, eh, number three's coming. 
Well, it makes sense because Jason Statham has been uh, a part of many fra- <laughs> long, long-lasting franchises. Everything from Transporter to, yeah. uh, of course, the Fast and Furious movies. He's yeah. been in like half of those ones. Yeah, Transporter so, was a great series. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I love Jason Statham. Yeah, he's great. He does he do any? Because I know he's a great martial artist. Yeah. Does he do any martial arts? I mean, I guess you really can't martial arts your way into a fight with a <laughs> giant shark. He, he can't kick it or anything I don't want to give like too that. much away. All right. I mean, maybe maybe he does that. Who knows? Hmm. All right. <laughs> does Jet Li show up? Because he's done a lot be, of movies with Jet Li. You will be really satisfied with this. I can tell. Teresa says she also likes Jason Statham. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? I yeah. mean, the guy's great. Yeah. He does a good job, and uh, I've never seen a movie. Uh, well, I won't say that. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to say I've never seen a bad movie with Jason Statham, but I also have seen the Crank movies. Oh, where he's. Oh yeah, yeah. those are great. This is ridiculous. I love those. One movies. of those. Uh, don't really. Uh, if I've only seen the first one. Yeah, but. if you want to escape reality a little bit, yeah, watch those movies. But yeah, Jason Statham. He had a heart issue. He did. He did. <laughs> Uh, he had a lot of other issues as well. Um, so that review was good. Yeah. So yeah, solid movie, I worth it. watching. I, it's no Andy, Andrew Green review, but it is okay. a review. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Uh, other things to get to this morning. You know, I told you, things are just acting weird this morning. You want to talk about X? I've got a quick one on X. Yeah, what do you got on X? Uh, X Corporation, uh, all, formerly known as Twitter, is facing a lawsuit, what could be the first of several lawsuits related to its name. Mm. Now, we, we've talked about this before. It's like yeah. X.com. I don't yeah. get it. I don't get Seems it. Doesn't weird. somebody already have that? Well, a Florida-based company called X Social Media has accused X Corporation, Elon mm. Musk, of trademark and service mark infringement. All right. For the use of the letter X, Musk's rebranded Twitter back in July, renaming the social network as X, Replacing the remember the blue bird it used to have a little blue bird on there. Yeah, now it's just doing X. tweets and twitters. Now it's just X with a little lightning thing through it or whatever that is, which doesn't make any sense because with Twitter they were like I'm <laughs> tweeting, so it's like I'm making noise. Yeah, I'm saying something. It made sense. Yeah, apparently the uh, Elon Musk is known for having this affinity with the letter X, but now he's facing a lawsuit. X social media describes itself. In the lawsuit, as a company that has offered its advertising and social media services, connecting law firms and those in need of the advocates since 2016. Okay. Its logo looks vastly different from what Elon uses, but it says in its complaint that it frequently emphasizes the X portion of its mark throughout its advertising, its blogs, its newsletters, highlighting all its work. So they say, Elon Musk, you got to stop. You're, you're infringing on our stuff here. Hmm. I don't know how far that'll go. Yeah, we'll see, because he's you know, one of the richest people in the world. <laughs> he can so. hire an attorney or two. Yeah. I think he's also, I saw he's dealing with uh, custody issues with uh, with uh, his his baby mama. Oh, no. Yeah, so he's got some, he's got a lot of, spending a lot of time in court. Well, that's unfortunate. What it sounds like. Uh, this is the thing I found that I finally uh, got in front of me. Okay. Um, research and development is important in any, in any business. Sure. I mean- we know with a lot of businesses around here, especially Whirlpool and, and places like that, you do a lot of research and development before you release the product yes. to the public. Yep. This one was pretty interesting to me. Charmin uh, spent five years redesigning toilet paper perforation. 
Huh. <laughs> so you think about it. You know, every toilet the little, paper. In the separation the, between the squares? The little tear <laughs> of the square. They said uh, they got a lot of complaints about toilet paper not tearing cleanly along the perforation. Well, it doesn't. No. No, it what, messes up you, all the yeah. time. Whether you're an over-the-top or underneath kind of person. Well, there's only over-the-top. You never yeah, do underneath. Over-the-top is the only way to yeah, go. Yeah. Um, anybody that does under. You're doing you, it wrong. Yeah, you might be a psychopath. <laughs> um, but with the, the tear, they, they put their research and development team together okay. and said, hey, figure this out. Which is crazy to think about because they spent five years thinking about this, but really they should have been spending... You know, they should have been thinking, rethinking this a long, long time ago. Uh, maybe the technology finally showed up. But I do appreciate. I do appreciate that they're thinking about the tear. Yeah, but it's really the stuff between the tears that I care most about. The ply, the, yeah. the amount of ply. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's got to do its job. The two ply has to work. And whether properly. it's whether it's torn or not, mm-hmm. ne- neatly or not, really doesn't matter to the end product outcome. Exactly. Yeah, so to speak. The the wipe has to work properly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably the next stage of thinking. <laughs> but also too if you think about it, yeah. you know, with this different kind of the old or what I'd call the older perforation. Yeah. A lot of times if you're tearing, if you try to do the one hand tear, you end up pulling more squares. Well, I wonder if that's their gig here is they're going for the environmental responsibility. Right. Of you can tear and you're not you're not tearing off a tree. Mhm. So they figured out that the uneven tear was because the line was straight, but people were pulling for from all different angles. So the team, the research and development team, yep. worked on a redesign. It took them more than five years to do so, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. And I, I'd love to so be, long? I'd love to be in that room as just, hey, you know what your job is for eight hours a day? You're going to tear different toilet papers and see how it does from different angles. Honestly, what took so long? What took five years to figure out a tear? I have no idea, but they call this new thing smooth tear. And instead Mm. of a straight line, it's a wavy perforation. That means each piece is no longer than uh, no longer a square. Yeah. Which is a significant change. The smooth tear is going to debut this month for their ultra soft rolls. Uh, it's unclear if they'll also change uh, their other varieties or if the other brands might follow suit. But uh, taking a look at it, the smooth tear, yeah, it's just got a little little wave on there. So I guess it's one of those that huh. as you tear the square, it might be, I guess it'll be a little Maybe easier. The, so the physics of it are no matter which angle you're tearing from, because who can tell which angle you're right. going to tear from, it, it tears well. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So. Well, good ton- Good that they spent five years figuring yeah. that one out. <laughs> Maybe they can apply that somewhere else. <laughs> I'm sure the engineers were probably like, man, we could probably figure this out in like 20 minutes. But uh, Are they going to spend 10 years going after tearaway shirts? Something maybe. like that. Because, you know, I, I try all the time and I just can't tear it away. Right. You know, get home from work and just... Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't Hulk Hogan your shirt? Well, it gets expensive. Yeah. So... That's how you take your shirt off every day? Just grrr. Uh. <laughs> All right. So, well, anyway, so Charmin did that. Yeah, Is Charmin. Is it on the market yet? It will be soon. Okay. They they will release the Ultra Soft, the new Ultra Soft with the smooth tear at some point here in, in probably the next couple of weeks. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Mr. Whipple so, will be happy. 
it's just gonna now it's gonna they got to work on the the wipe and not it tearing or falling apart or having any sort of issues there. Oh, also, yeah. um, I want them to figure out too. Yeah, maybe they need to reshape it more like a football because I just every time the whole I try toilet tissue. Yeah, every time I try to throw it up into a tree <laughs> when I'm trying to TP somebody, <laughs> it just doesn't fly the way I'd like it to fly. So yeah. if they could work out that, <sighs> that would be great. Also, on the other side. Make that easier to clean up when somebody does TP your house. Is there a season for TPing houses? I think it's coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. I'd watch out for it. Well. Don't, knock, yeah. Be knock, nice to people. Knocking on wood. But it seems uh, there's a, there are a couple of houses in the neighborhood where I've seen it happen. And unfortunately for them, a little bit of rainfall came immediately mm-hmm. before they could clean it up. Yeah. That is just a mess. Well, this is a safe space. So I just want to ask you, have you ever <laughs> TP'd somebody's I've house? I've never. Really? I have never. 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 I've never egged anyone's house. I have TP'd someone's house before. I have also uh, saran wrapped someone's car before. Interesting. That's fun. Yeah. When when you're a farm kid and uh, (laughs) you know a bunch of farm boys and you TP uh, people's houses or you... uh, you get industrial saran wrap from farmers. Okay. Like it's a oh, big, the big, big roll. roll. Yeah, the restaurant roll. And so you, we just saran wrap people's cars every once in a while. That's fun. It's not fun when you come up to a no. car that's been saran wrapped. But when you actually do that to somebody, uh, it's it's uh, very rewarding. I've got a saran wrap story, but maybe we'll save that for the stream. Okay.